Grumpy old pants! Welcome to episode 103 of Grumpy Old Benz for Monday, October 19th, 2020. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where the weather's cooling down and the politics are heating up. And from America's left coast, where you're more likely to die in the car on the way to the COVID testing center than you are from the virus itself. I'm Ryan Bemrose. Is that true? Do you have stats? Can you back that up? A lot of people say you say things that aren't necessarily true. I'm asserting them. I say a lot of things that are necessarily true. <laughs> right. Or not necessarily true. That's where the fact checkers come and in. The though, citation needed. Oh, there's a lot of citations. Well, if we had to put those citations in the show notes, I would just stop doing show notes. Well, I also heard somewhere that apparently uh, some retarded monkey put together the Costco website. Why? Who put together the Costco website? I don't know. Possibly cold acid. Really? He worked on the Costco website? I, I'm just reading random lines out of the troll room right now. We should do a show. I mean, it's like he knows what he's doing then. Like, he's a professional. I mean, at the coding part, not about the podcasting part. We've already discussed that with Rare Encounter, the podcast he does with Abel Kirby. Right. It's a different thing. But there's a lot of tech stuff going on in the news. I mean, mainly because the biggest political story is also a tech story. And this is some interesting stuff to me. Just from the viewpoint of what is believable, how does the material have to be sourced? I mean, the Hunter Biden hard drive, they're not saying, you'll notice they're very specific that the words they're using in the Biden campaign and Biden himself, nobody is saying this isn't Hunter's hard drive, which is a very telling thing. They're they're just saying they want to build it back better. I think so. That's what they were trying to do. They just had a little hard drive. They wanted to build it back better. There was a problem with it. And I guess the Hunter Biden is either completely an idiot, which is maybe possible. I'm just wondering Uh, anybody that has compromising video, images, text, anything that would compromise their lives on a hard drive, why they would bring it into a repair shop. I it happens it's a certainly, lot. It's certainly not something that I, I would be proud of. And and there, it seems like a pretty basic cover your ass move. Uh, let me start with anybody for whom there is no compromising evidence of any kind. I, I, I don't trust them. They're not a person like grown in a test tube or something. Yeah, everybody's said done something that they're like, well, I wouldn't want that on the nightly news. Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. It just turns out that the Biden's like. Most high-level politicians tend to put whole graveyards in their closet. And then bring their closet into the store and say, hey, yeah, (laughs) can you take a look at this? It's not really working right. I I, kind of get, if you're not a technical person, then you need a technical person when your computer's not working. And uh, my recommendation is for a lot of it, get technical. But, I mean, you trust specialist you you don't expect when you when you get your doors your door locks done that the locksmith is going to create an extra key and auction it off 
Um, I mean, at, at what point do we trust professionals to not, you know, snoop? Um, never. But that's me. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to defame everybody that's doing that job, but you don't know who you're bringing it into. Even if you're saying 99% of the people that do that job would never go snooping in your files, that's fine. But that means there's 1% that are, and you don't know if that's the one you're running into. And it comes down to having it on your system in the first place and not knowing how to protect it. It's not hard. We've talked about it here on Grumpy Old Ben. So this is very obvious to me. Hunter Biden is not an yeah. expert. Well, I guess I guess don't get me wrong. It, it is fascinating to me and makes for a, a great story that we're talking about that that this happened to Hunter Biden. But at the same time. I just my my first gut reaction to that story, other than, you know, ha ha, look at the stupid Democrats, which is a real common thing, was uh, who who is this repair shop guy and why does anybody think he should ever get any business again? Nobody should ever trust this guy. Now, see, that's irrelevant to me. What's what's more okay. relevant is why wasn't Hunter protecting the shit on his computer? Why didn't because he he's know? An about, idiot? Well, right. But then you deserve what you get. You really do. <laughs> Um, and from what I understand with the repair shop guy, it was only after it was left after a long enough period to where it became his material. This wasn't like Hunter Biden showed back up and picked it up and the guy had made a copy while it was briefly in his control from the story that I've read in this. If this is incorrect, and this has been proven to be incorrect. Feel free to fact check me. But the story seems I, to I be as Hunter brought this thing in. Asked for whatever to happen. It was left over 90, 180 days, whatever it is that the shop has in their agreement that if it's left for this long, the whatever it is becomes the property of the shop. You lose it if you don't pick it up. 90 days is unreasonably short. Sometimes you just got to go on a bender that long. (laughs) Well, if you're Hunter Biden, it seems yes, (laughs) that that would be the case. But that was the legality of this, too. This wasn't like drug fueled this wasn't like the guy just got his laptop and decided to look in it and post it from what i understand again the story that's being told and if it's incorrect let me know but he only went looking at it what was on it after it was left i'm gonna have to take your word for this i didn't even research this story see so you're making decisions based upon no evidence that is the ryan bemrose way making decisions based on whatever lack of evidence you're bringing to the show. Thanks a lot. I brought plenty of evidence and my you just said that you just said you hadn't even fact checked it. No, I did not say I haven't fact checked it. I said, as far as the stories, the most up to date that I have, the stuff was left beyond the date that the guy said, Hey, if you don't pick it up, it's in the contract. You don't pick it up. It's now owned by the shop. So, okay. The other piece of evidence I have is that this guy was apparently a Trump supporter and therefore needs to be have his entire life destroyed anyway that does seem to be the way things work on the internet well yeah because you can't be a trump supporter no matter what you are then that's going to be horribly that's going to go horribly wrong for you with the woke mob but anybody veracrypt it's not that hard look it up use veracrypt if you're going to have stuff on your computer that you don't want people to find and this may be just people snooping on your computer at random times or Let's just say your hard drive ever dies and you have to bring it in, then that information will be relatively safe. But uh, no. I, you 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 know that I am going to be right behind you at recommending Veracrypt for people. But for somebody who's not a dude named Ben, somebody who doesn't consider themselves computer savvy, 
it's not the most user-friendly software in the world. It's not bad. It really isn't. I mean, it comes down to you can put stuff. The other alternative would be put the incriminating stuff on a USB drive. And There's then, the trick. And then don't bring that into the store when you have a problem with your computer. That's also that's yeah, that's, that's the easier that's way to go. Cool. Although, you know, somebody might find shit in the cache that you don't know about. But yeah, I mean, there are pretty basic things. Uh, I like how about the first one? Don't take pictures of yourself with a fucking crack pipe in your mouth. Yeah, well, that seemed like it was a meth pipe now, according to uh, what we were told on the I, No Agenda I, show. I apologize for not being <laughs> druggy enough to know the difference. Right. This I don't is... mean the apology, but I'll apologize <laughs> anyway. Why not? But it's like, yeah, don't maybe take the I mean, uh, granted, I don't know. Some other people might have taken the photographs or something like that, but they were on his computer. So it's like, why would you be keeping them around? I don't understand why people do and this kind Sir, of stuff. Sir Oma has a really great suggestion from the troll room as well. How about don't do the drugs in the first place? No, oh. you have to. So you could be compromised. And let's just assume that this is all legit. While now Biden oh, this is, is just, just a requirement of politics as usual. Right. Kind like of. If you're. It, it, like if my dad ever ran for president, I would be required to take up meth. Is that? Yes, maybe. Okay. But this is where, where does this stuff become believable? And the, the, I guess the one we can start with is with emails because email now they pretty much have to exist. I would think on the person's device or on their laptop for me to believe it because anything else can be faked i mean if somebody comes and says hey i've got this cache of twenty thousand emails that show you know ryan bemrose did x y and z well there's really no way to prove that those emails were from you even you know you could dummy up anything there's no way to admit it it. and there's no way to prove that right you know i'm not going to whatever it is you're accusing me of i don't admit it so this is the interesting thing when it comes to emails but now if you actually find the emails on the criminals or, you know, the the person that the whatever three letter agency is investigating. Now, if you find it on their device, that at least gives you a pretty good idea that they're legit. And this story, it's just it's interesting because I'm sure this happens a lot to I mean, Hunter Biden obviously is in the spotlight because of his father running for president. I would bet this happens way more than anybody wants to admit, because this is one of those crimes that most people are never going to talk about. Because if you do have yeah. somebody that is a computer guy that's doing the repair work, that's not on the up and up. This is a great way to blackmail people. I'm, I'm sure it happens all the time. Like if I took my computer in for some reason, I, you know, somebody might get a hold of a ton of of hairy pussy shots that I, I mean, you know, they can have because it's not particularly scandalous. You do take a lot of pictures of your cats. Yes. Now, Progo points out in the troll room, if you're not in the troll room, when we do these shows live, you're missing out. No agenda stream dot com. He said, well, if the Internet email server still has the email that could corroborate that they are real emails. Well, but should these are there intermediaries that are still holding? I mean, I guess maybe if you're talking about if somebody's using Gmail or somebody's using whatever yeah, email service, say, my, my ISP might keep it uh, right up until I've I've read it gone and, and deleted yeah, it yeah yeah who keeps emails anymore i mean it, are we still in the days where people never delete emails i guess if you're gmail you can some are it's i not, mean it's not possible to delete things on gmail 
I know like my wife's company still keeps them all because they think they might need to go back to something. I don't know why you would years and years prior, but I guess if there's previous customers, you know, I mean, there's, there's a possibility where you might need to go back to something, but that is the slowdown right now because they want to move to a new web host. But really what now you have to do because the old one is on a GoDaddy account that isn't even a cPanel account. Oh, I heard somebody complaining about that on random thoughts. Yes. Cause now you have to go in with just, you have, you know, set up a Thunderbird account, you know, not account, set up the Thunderbird email software on your PC, download everything and then upload it that way to a new server, which is going to take a while. It's going to eh. take a while, but it can happen. I, I mean, I guess that's why dudes named Ben always have jobs. That is, there's always somebody out there. Who's like, I need you to translate a uh, hundred gigabytes of data from this ancient system that's unsupported to this new system that's unsupported. That will be soon um, unsupported. At least yeah, there will that won't be supported for that that the current document is only three versions out of date and it's a week and a half old. But don't worry, in a couple months it'll be completely abandoned. Yeah. So people don't put incriminating evidence on your computer. If you're going to do it, at least do the research enough to figure out how to protect yourself. It, it doesn't matter what this information is either. It could be, you know, you're having an affair and you've got emails with somebody you're looking to hide. It could be photos, whatever it is. Learn the basics of protecting your data. It's not that hard. Veracrypt is a very easy thing to use. No matter what Ryan says, if you can read, you can figure out Veracrypt. It walks you through the setup. And once it's set up, it's pretty easy. It's just, well, now you is put a it password in. The app in. Store? I don't believe so. No, then then I mean, already too hard for most people <laughs> like help me, which is how all of these apps now that are there was an article. I don't know if it's still on my list of things, but because of these uh, subsequent, you know, these uh, m- uh, minor app stores that are out there because people like you, you know, hate the man. So you don't want to use the Google Play Store. So you're like, oh, yeah, we'll just go to these other, you know, what the the other app stores that are out there. Well, it's getting. Don't mind me. I just prefer my app stores not be tied into ad platforms. Well, the problem is then that some of these other platforms that have app stores were sending out like Telegram and uh, Threema apps, which I don't know. Threema it's another one of these uh, these uh, uh, messaging software, but they were putting out apps that people thought were real and they weren't. So, so you're you're saying that that alternate app stores are full of malware they're full of possibly you know you think you're downloading the facebook app which you shouldn't but let's just say so these things are getting more and more like google every day yes and then what you're getting rather than an actual in this case telegram app you're getting malware that looks like the telegram app which is now stealing your telegram as opposed to the regular telegram app which is malware that looks like a telegram app I don't know. I don't use Telegram. Is it? Do you know it's malware? There's a lot of people no, seem to use it. I just assume that all apps are malware. Sure. If you had said if you had said TikTok or Facebook, well, then, then yeah. I would have been able to confirm that it was malware <laughs> that looked like a TikTok or Facebook app. Well, but people again believe that Telegram is somewhat more secure as far as a messaging app. Not so much when it's not actually Telegram and it's a third party spoofing it so they can break into your account. Yay! You have to be careful, and that's why. A lot of people don't trust these third party app stores that you like because they're not part of the man. But we also know the man ain't very good at keeping the malware out either. You you should always be 
uh, paying some attention to where you get stuff and look for for red flags like uh if they misspell the name <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> or you know if if the if it's like joe's telegram app or i don't know there, there there are red flags to look out for and that would probably be a useful segment but but telling people oh yeah don't trust third party apps but trust google is not great advice no but it's a question of which of the app stores have more safety protocols going on and you know at that point even though you don't like google i think they do have more protocols involved to keep the bad stuff out and it, it still happens there's no question it depends about it. on what you mean by the bad stuff if i i Fake totally programs. am with you i totally am with you that they are probably pretty good about getting third-party malware they, they are better about keeping third-party malware out of the store because google hates competition but the google added malware is they're not protecting you against google just wants your data they just want it to help you don't yeah, you know i do just that's like microsoft why, that's why i uninstalled play store on my phone yeah you're just not playful that's all google knows but i did find and i haven't tried this yet but i did find we had talked about on the one uh, episode of grumpy old ben's i made a comment like well how come nobody else is like taking windows 10 and stripping all the telemetry and all the other crap that nobody wants out of it and then repackaging it well it is happening i'm sure it's probably oh. happening in more than one case i was gonna say not not as easy as with open source because no one has the source code yeah and i don't know how they're doing this but if uh, this is i wanted to put out there for the experts for the bens and the uh the bernadettes it's uh Two different websites. One is Revi, R-E-V-I dot C-C. And this is the Revi OS. And then there's Revision OS, which I think is just pointing to that, which was at the vicious dot com. And this looks like it is exactly what we talked about, because you still have to have the Windows licensing and all that. So this is still showing up as a legit version of Windows. It seems like it's just like the thing you have with the Chrome browser that has all the Google stuff stripped out. This seems to be and I don't know how they're doing it because this is what's beyond my pay grade, but they're taking the Windows 10 operating system and stripping all of that stuff out, then repackaging that as an ISO that you can go and install, which the concept is great. Why, why why do I have the impression that this probably violates Microsoft's terms of service? You would think it would. You would. But people want it. And obviously, I'm, I'm surprised that Microsoft doesn't seem to be going after them in a uh, in the normal, vicious manner. But there uh, was just glancing at their homepage. It looks like they are packaging it like an OEM, which actually is generally OK by Microsoft. Um, there might be some sketch in here, but. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's legit because the bottom line is that Microsoft is still getting paid for the license. So they're kind of like, well, okay. Yeah. Well, the way it works with OEMs, this is the same thing as if you go out and get a, a, a laptop from IBM or Dell or someone is, uh, it, you know how, um, there's always the uh, vendor supplied crapware all, uh, all yes. pre-installed on there. It's because the way the OEM image works is you go get, the OEM version of the operating system and people have to pay Microsoft for that. Uh, usually it's part of, you know, it's designed to be part of your hardware purchase, but whatever uh, you get the OEM image. And then the idea is that people will put the OEM image onto the system and then they will uh, put a bunch of other 
anisware on the system. And then Microsoft <laughs> ships a tool that lets you undo the out of box experience so that you get the Hey Cortana experience for yourself over again. And then they save that image and they flash it onto every system that they put out. So if Revy is going out and using that process, but instead of installing Anusware, they're they're installing stuff that blocks some of the tracking. Maybe that works, although I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft decided to break it. So, so you are saying Anusware. Can we have a definition of what Anusware is? Uh, that is software that crawls up into the butthole of your computer <laughs> and then stays there and turns everything red. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I've never heard that before. So we're learning. We're learning <laughs> as we go. I, I don't know that it's an official industry term, but but <laughs> it should be. It, it's definitely <laughs> I, it's it's sufficiently descriptive for what I wanted to say. It's also probably going to be the show title because that just it's going to scream. Click me <laughs> and listen to me. <laughs> There's no question That's, about it. I, nothing about this show ever says that. And I thought so it have was you seen, what have, have you seen the movie? The social dilemma? No, I have not on Netflix. I, I recently watched it. I, I was going to bring a review, but did you bring a review? Oh, I was going to, but you didn't, <laughs> but you didn't. Or uh, I was like, I was actually, going to yeah, do this. I was going to do I, that. I actually, I, I, I enjoyed the movie and I thought that it's, it's definitely something that anybody who is at all concerned about, uh, like, uh, is this Facebook? Is this Twitter? Are these things that I, re- you know, if, if you're at all concerned about them, it brings up some really great points. And it's the kind of thing that I would recommend to all of my family that is on Facebook. Like, maybe you might want to watch this and see what they're doing. Um, uh, of course, they bring in their own politics, but I thought that they did a pretty good job of of minimizing the amount of heavy handedness. It wasn't until about an hour in that, that you started getting hit by messages. I mean, there, there was one dude, it wasn't the, it wasn't the movie's producers, but one dude at the very end who, who's shot out a line like, uh, you know, we all need to get away from these social networks because you know, we, uh, like one of the big messages of the movie was it's destroying our ability to communicate with each other. Um, because, through individualized feeds, we're all getting different facts and we don't have any common frame of reference anymore, which is kind of one of the big gists of the movie. Uh, but one of the things the guy said at the very end, one of the people they were interviewing was, uh, and, and we need to be able to get together because unless we can communicate about these important issues, we're probably all going to die because we won't respond to climate change. <laughs> you mean, yeah, one of those faked issues. And, and I, I sprained my eyeballs rolling them hard enough for that one. But uh, it, it was it was just one guy. And, it, you know, overall, I actually do recommend the movie. If you really want to just be hit with the message of of what do uh, it, what, what is Facebook? They, they focus primarily on Facebook and uh, and uh, networks that do that sort of thing, because they they definitely pushed for. They didn't even name Facebook, but they they push for the, you know, the the one where you go in and you have your list of friends and you like things and you get the, you know, the, the constant Skinner box of notifications. They pushed on that pretty hard. Uh, but if you just watch the first hour there, it's pretty much a technical description of this is the kind of psychology mindfuck they're doing on you. Well, yeah, and that's the bigger problem, maybe even than all of the toxic people or bots that are on these platforms is the fact that you are getting a different 
stream of news. And this is real time A-B yeah. testing. And this is and and this is the gist of the complaint that they had about that was that what what you are not getting, you, you might think, oh, this is just the news feed. But what you are getting is this is your information to shape your world bubble. And this is somebody else's information to shape their world bubble. Uh, one of the great examples that they brought up was uh, they took people who would tweet or or post about one conspiracy theory and think and the algo would automatically say, well, this person is really into the anti-vaccine conspiracy theory. So let's show them some flat earth stories. See if they because apparently it. all conspiracy theories are exactly the same validity or something. Maybe. Sure. I can understand the concept anyway. It's like, well, let's see what's going to get traction. But you wonder how people are living in such a different dimension A and dimension B, as they call it on no agenda um, or just on the right, on the left. It's interesting because when you talk to people, at least when I talk to people that are on the right, the comments you get are like, I I, the people on the left, I don't even understand how they could think these things. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. But if you actually then are able to get somebody on the left to have a conversation with you, that's getting harder to do because it's usually just, you know, hateful rhetoric. And yes, I'm spewing some uh, generalities here. But when you talk to somebody that is a fairly thinking person on the left, they will say the same thing. Like, well, yeah, the people on the right, I can't believe they I can't believe they would follow that racist, you know, homophobe uh, Trump. I just can't believe it. And it's like, well, uh, and, and I, I think you well, OK, first of all, I, the people on the left, these aren't people on Twitter, are they? Because I'm not sure that free thinking is the right word for that. But no agenda. I, you absolutely nailed it with the dimension A, dimension B thing. And no agenda has been talking about the, the dimension split for a while. And I always kind of treated it as metaphorical. But yes. one of the things that the movie points out and actually shows you the mechanism of how it works is if you are getting your news, if you're getting your information from social media, then two different people, depending on what they posted and what buckets it puts you in, are there's this person on the left or the right, crazy person, whatever, whatever the algo decides for you, you are getting different information. And therefore, if if you are getting your information from Facebook and that's how you learn about the world, then the world you're learning about is not the same world that the person on the other side is learning about. So then when we finally come together and try to talk, we're talking entirely past each other because we haven't even got any shared experiences to discuss. We have, we have no shared frame of reference to argue. And so the result is that of course I'm going to be screaming what I believe is right. And you're going to be screaming what you believe is right. And we're both right coming from the experiences, the, the divergent experiences we've been given by the algo. Right. Now, did you watch any or listen to any of the Hotep Jesus with Mo Fax show? I did not. The audio quality was horrible. I, one, don't know what happened to Mo's audio quality. So it made it very hard to listen to. I made it like 50 he minutes. Didn't have in. Adam. You didn't have Adam. Right. That is you, you, the same thing. Uh, when Dvorak without the, Curry, he doesn't have the same sound on DH Unplugged. Mo Fax certainly sounded like he was in a tunnel the whole time. It was very hard to even understand what he was saying. But um, Hotep Jesus hadn't made. Do you honestly think that his last name is facts? I think so. I'm I think skeptical. he legally changed it to. No, he's very afraid okay. of people finding out who he is, which is very. <laughs> I, I honestly, he, he he is. He is not 
towing the line that people expect from his demographic group. So I totally understand that. I agree. But at some point, you have to take a stand, I think. And I, 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 as much as you want to believe somebody when you can't see them, when you know they're hiding their identity, it does take it down a notch, no matter what. And that's kind of, I guess, irrelevant to the fact of um, Hotep Jesus said something. I guess Adam made a comment. Adam Curry, the podfather, made a comment on Twitter or something that something Hotep Jesus said was stupid. And that really pissed Hotep Jesus off. And I mean, rightfully so. I mean, we all if somebody says, you know, something we said is stupid. I get it. We have that visceral reaction. But this was the first time I've seen this go on because Mofax, we believe black. We've never seen him, though. So we don't know. He could well, be a we're, small we're Jewish told guy. He's ADOS. Yes, we're told he's ADOS. He said, well, you know what? Hotep, that means. He said, Hotep, can I just, you know, suggest something to you? And he's like, OK. He's like, well, maybe this is because, you know, in Adam's experience, you know, his world that this is this way. You know, he we don't have the same experience. And Hotep went like, oh, OK, because this is all we've been told for how long with ADOS and all this, which is white guy can't understand because you don't have that same shared experience. Now, this is finally going the other way with a black guy being mad that the white guy said something and another black guy going, well, maybe it's just because he had a different experience and everybody's now going, oh, yeah, we have different experience, which I think is a plus. No matter. Maybe we shouldn't get pissy with each other about having different experiences. Yes. And maybe if diversity was anything other than a fucking buzzword for wokists, then they would acknowledge that different experiences is one of the things that makes us diverse. And maybe we could talk to each other and come up with a shared understanding and better, uh, you know, be better people for it instead of just hating on each other in some knee jerk fucking Twitter reaction. Well, yes. And rather than and the other part of it is you can't just have one of the communities. You can't just have and I know you hate to generalize, but in this case, you can't just have the black community going, hey, the white community doesn't understand us. That's all racist. It's like, well, are you trying well, to understand the white community? I mean, this it goes both ways. It goes always. There's a lot of communities. The, the, I mean, the, the statement is objectively wrong. As, as soon as you say something like the X community is, you are wrong because <laughs> because that's how you know people work is they're not all the same, whether you know, any 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 mental model or societal model that requires you to assume that all people are exa- in, in some group are exactly the same. Your society is doomed to fail. Yeah. Where I lost the train. With Mofax ideas on this whole reparation things where he wants the ADOS, it sounds like, to be completely tax free. And I didn't realize what he meant by that. I want that too. Yes, I I would like that for me. I want want to be entirely tax free too. I don't want them to be separate from other demographic groups. Right, because that will be. Immediately you want a way for me them. to identify as black immediately. Yeah. To take my make my taxes go away. Hell yeah. And um, at, first, at first, Hotep Jesus was like, well, that's all then based on people working because you're talking about income tax. And Mo's like, no, I'm talking all tax. He's like, you go, you buy a hamburger, no tax. You go, you go to the grocery store, no tax. And I'm like, how the hell do you think that's going to work, sir? Move, move to Oregon or New Jersey or one of the taxes. <laughs> You know, with you, no sales tax. you go by gas, no tax. I mean, no, but he's talking about no yeah. tax ever if you're ADOS. And it's like, 
how do you make this work in the United States of America? You have some I, I, magical I'm, card that all of a sudden you don't pay the gas tax. You don't pay the income tax. You don't pay sales tax. I mean, how does that work? It won't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely with him as long as you stop trying to limit it to some arbitrary racial group. No, of course, it has to be just an arbitrary racial group. Otherwise, they're not getting the extra. Uh, you know what? Then let's choose a self-identifying group. Everybody who <laughs> believes that the state is the solution to our problems, they can pay taxes. Well, yeah. every go, you know, everybody, all, all of the, the leftists out there who think that more government somehow solves anything. You can pay taxes. I mean, yeah. I mean, Bruce Springsteen, who just said he'd be on Stop the first plane my money to Australia point. if Trump wins. Well, have you given all your money to the government? I mean, you're all for obviously Biden. So you're all for paying all this wealth tax. The more money you have, the more money they're going to take. Are you paying it in advance, Bruce? Are you boss? No. Surprise. I, I just wish one of some of these idiot celebrities would would make good on their promise. I know. So, OK. OK. You know what? When when your guy, you know, I, I understand you want this tantrum for attention, but how about when this horrible, horrible situation comes to pass, how about you just make good on it? Get the fuck out. Cause obviously you don't like the way, if you don't like the way people are, what are you going to do? Take your ball and go, you know what? Fine. Anyways, um, social dilemma did have, I just wanted to bring up uh, some advice at the very end of the movie that was, you know, now that we've shown you all of the problems with it, here are some things that help. And I did want to bring that up just in case you don't want to go through the hour and a half movie. Um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, they, they focused very intently on won't somebody please think of the children. So a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, they, they focused, they zoomed in heavily on kids getting like an entire generation of kids being completely depressed. And they, they listed numbers on teen suicides and rightfully and, so and it's bad. Yes. Now, yeah. do they suggest that maybe teens shouldn't be on the Internet? So that was the first piece of advice that they, that's pulled up is uh, no social media before high school, period. Good idea. I like um, that. And this wasn't the, the producer of the movie. Uh, the, the movie was documentary style. So they interviewed about 12 different people who all had credentials, mostly in technology. A lot of them were were like ex Google, ex Twitter. But um, no social media before high school. That's just I, honestly pretty good idea um yeah you should not people whose brains are still developing and are still trying to create uh who they're going to be you probably don't want to leave it to facebook's algorithm to decide who they're going to be just well, yeah. saying well yeah i mean uh, and i cringe because when i look for the rock and roll pre-show i'm always seeing like whose birthday is today and the celebrity listings now are pathetic i saw one the other day when it was chuck berry's birthday 94 on sunday yesterday there was one of the kids listed was a youtube celebrity was four i'm like holy no that's that's not a youtube celebrity that's called a pawn of their an abused child by their parents who's not being allowed to be a kid it's pathetic yeah that's that's some shitty parenting right there yeah i'll say it uh second piece of advice no devices in the bedroom after a certain hour like you just set a time, say a half hour before bed, an hour before bed, whatever. Just no devices in the bedroom after that time. Uh, my recommendation personally would be no devices in the bedroom at all. That's actually how I live. Yes. Um, the only electronic devices in my bedroom are uh, a lamp and alarm clock. Well, you're afraid and somebody's going to electrocute you. 
Well, no, I'm afraid. The, I, I know how addictive my personality is. I, oh, actually, I'm sorry. I have a Kindle so I can read uh, a book if I need to fall asleep in bed. Uh, but no social media. The, the Kindle, by the way, has also been in airplane mode since 2007. Well, yeah, we don't want those updates from Amazon. No, I don't want updates for anything. No. And, and that's the. The key takeaway there is nothing that provides update, nothing that beeps at you, nothing that notifies you. You need to get into the position of of choosing a time of day when you're like, after this, I am disconnected. You cannot be connected 24-7. It will completely screw up your brain chemistry. You know, and I know we're going back, you know, 30 plus years, but computers were just starting to be a thing when I was in high school. And the concept used to be for a whole lot of families was the computer was in the main area. And if the kids were on the Internet, that's where it was. It was never in the room. I mean, this was I mean, granted laptops were just starting to become a thing and tablets yeah. weren't and phones weren't. But there was a certain something about only being able to access that outside world in an area where you could be seen because now. The, these phones and these tablets let kids do anything they want, and parents don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. It, I, the, the location thing, I think, is actually pretty big. That's how you and I grew up was there. You know, I, we had a computer room for my first many years where, with a computer where there was my bedroom. And then if I wanted to use the computer, I had to get out of my bedroom. I had to put pajamas on and go to the computer oh God, room. I hope so. I well, you know, my parents were living with me at the time and they yeah. Anyway, um after a while I ended up getting a computer in my room and I think that was a problem. Uh I the the reason why I'm okay with the after a certain hour aspect of that is that not everybody has a place where they can do their computing and I think you you nailed it with the you know, the phones allow you to do computing in bed, which is a horrible, horrible idea. Even if your brain is not currently developing, it, it, you, you need, you need time, especially during rest time when you are the hell away from these devices, away from the social networks, away from the constant chemical hits that you keep getting from the devices. It, if, if you're fully awake and functioning, it might even be okay. To be sitting there and receiving notifications, but when you're trying to go to sleep, there's lots and lots of evidence where if if you're trying to sleep and notification comes in every 20 minutes, you are not going to sleep with a shit. Well, yeah, those little You'll noises, the screen lights even up. If, even if you don't touch the phone, even if you put the phone in a drawer, if you hear it, it's going to screw up your sleep because it's going to prevent your brain from actually calming down and. You go long enough like that and your entire brain chemistry is completely off. Yeah. Fear of missing out. You're like, oh, what was that? Was it something yeah. important? Should I check it? And and I, I, I think that that's probably the and, and I don't I don't know how to convey this to people and I don't know how to get them to understand where I'm from. But I think the most valuable thing I ever did in my life with regards to the increasing pace of society was to conquer my FOMO. I I got to a point where if I miss out on something, okay. You know, if if it's important and I know about it ahead of time, I will make arrangements to catch it. But if I miss it, then 
you know, if it's a show, I'll catch it the next time it's on. If it's uh, uh, somebody trying to contact me, if it's important, they'll try to contact me again. Getting over the idea, the anxiety of, oh, God, I have to be available 24-7 is, I think, one of the most critical things to being able to function in a society where the most scarce resource that any of us has is our attention and everybody wants it. Let me ask you this. Does anybody know if any cell phone providers out there have a service for parents that basically would pause anything for devices on their network? So we can do that. I'm, I'm sure there's an app for that. Well, the apps won't work because kids will get around the apps. The you know, my thought was this. The phones have made everything even more tricky, a little bit more nefarious, because if your kids all just had iPads and maybe this is what you do, you do, no phones in the bedroom, only the iPad. And as long as you don't give your kids the router username and password that you have, or in law, as long as they're not little Bembroses, you could probably hack into that. It's very easy to turn the devices off for a certain period of time saying, hey, that iPad it, it won't be able to connect to the network between 10 o'clock at night and eight o'clock the next morning. So, you know, your kids aren't being groomed. They're not getting messages. They're not on chats all night long. They're not doing video, any of that stuff, because it just simply cannot happen. But the cell phones, the minute you can do this through a cell tower, that makes it a little bit more tricky to have any kind of control. It, it does. Uh, it, when when I was young, when my parents decided that they wanted to uh, punish me for something and they wanted me to not use the Nintendo, they would go out and take the power cord. They, they <laughs> First, they'd take the controller out of the front of the N- Nintendo, not realizing I had another one. Right. But, hidden. <laughs> but they would they would take the power cord. They figured out that either the power cord or the cord that connected the NES to the TV. Those are the ones I couldn't play without. And they just take it away. And, I, you know, that that does work. Shutting down the router or whatever. Um, it, it is certainly harder with the phone. But, you, you know, if, you, if you're going to go that route, uh, take a fucking phone away. Right. I, I don't know. And I, I, I don't want I don't want to suggest that people need to start you know, uh, abusing their children or, or stealing their stuff. But at some point, you know, well, one of the first things that we did uh, when, when my dad took the power cord away was I, I knew one. where he hid. I knew where he hid shit. Cause of course I'm curious and there, there's very little in the house that I can't get into and I'd take it back. And uh, <laughs> in, in a fairly clear uh, at least this, this was impactful on me. Uh, my dad, instead of, you know, I, I expected him to whoop my ass if he decided to do that. And I mean, it could have happened, but he sat me down and gave me a talk on trust. And I think that that's probably the most important thing you can do for parenting is, is give your, give your kids the, the talk about, you know, what, what is our trust level here? And if, if you have a good relationship with your children, which if, if you don't, then you've got problems far worse than social networks. But if you have a good relationship with your children and you say, I need you to put your phone in the kitchen drawer at 9 p.m. every day and you can pick it up when you wake up in the morning. And if you have a good relationship with them, they should be able to do that. And if they violate your trust, then you have a conversation about that. What happened to talking to people? Well, don't Am you I, know we don't talk. We text. Well, then, then you need that phone in the drawer. There was one further recommendation from the social dilemma that I thought 
bears repeating to everyone and uh, this not just kids um it was recommended by one of the guys at the end who was a psychologist seemed to know what he was talking about um he said never ever click on an algo's recommendation um, he, he was, he was an ex Google person. He was specifically talking about YouTube. So what he said was every time you want to watch a YouTube video, always search for the specific video you want and click on only that video. And, uh, you know, first of all, that completely, uh, that really reduces your YouTube time, which is better for your brain and also worse for Google. So uh, I, I'm behind it regardless, but uh, one of the big themes about it is the, the thing that's being sold to advertisers is not just your attention, but it is actually uh, Facebook and Google are selling a promise that for whatever the company is paying them in advertising, they can take a large group of people and modify their behavior a little bit. And in aggregate across this many people, everybody's behavior is going to be modified half a percent. They are half a percent more likely to click on your product. And if 10 million people are half a percent more likely, then you're looking at what, 500,000 people, 50,000, whatever the math is, uh, who are you've just made. And, and that's what an ad on Facebook is buying is 10 million people. You want to change their behavior by half a percent. That's what Facebook is selling is Facebook is selling their ability to modify your behavior in favor of their advertisers. And if you don't, if you're like me, you don't want to be manipulated, or if you think that maybe Facebook isn't the right people to control what your behavior should be, then never click on the algo. You know, again, with YouTube, search for the video. With Facebook, Honestly, get the fuck off the platform. Stop clicking on that. But I can't even get my co-host on this show to drop Facebook or Twitter. So I don't know why anybody would listen to me. Exactly. Well, you have to know what the uh, what the pluses and minuses are. And I know Gene Witch uh, of the No Agenda Troll Room fame has like software. I think that just randomly clicks everything. So it makes it harder to uh, like in the background. It's like following all the links. So I'm assuming if you're on like a YouTube page. It's like clicking all those links. So it, it tries to it's one of the ways of trying to obfuscate what you're really going to, because it's just going to click everything. So then it's harder to make. Well, that a, software certainly helps uh, for two reasons. One is it reduce it, it reduces their ability to build a profile of uh, an accurate profile of right. you. And secondly, it reduces their ability to manipulate you because their profile is inaccurate. However. If you are scrolling through the Facebook timeline, then you are still being fed the information, the, the world you you are consuming the virtual world that Facebook is creating for you. Even if that's inaccurate, they are still the ones that are impacting your brain. I'm curious because it sounds like what Facebook is doing is going 100 percent by the uh, confirmation bias. Now, have they ever tried? The exact opposite, which is go to everybody that's in dimension A and everybody in dimension B and flip flop. So today, rather than people I'm, getting all I'm, the orange man bad things on the left, they're all getting Trump as good. That would be hilarious. I am certain I am certain they have tried it in A B testing and probably come to the conclusion that taking somebody 
who is take, taking an Antifa person and showing them Trump ads probably angers them and makes them turn off the platform. But not which ads. Is the I one mean, thing just Facebook like news, can't handle. You know, I mean, that's well, the or showing them part. Trump news. If, if 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 you are firmly dimension B and you get a bunch of Trump is good stuff or you are uh, firmly in the Trump camp and you get nothing but Biden stuff every day. Well, then, I mean, that's called mainstream media, but <laughs> yeah, we're um, used to it. If you get if you get nothing but messages you hate from the platform, it's human nature. You're going to turn off the platform. And that is the one thing that Facebook cannot abide. Right. They want the eyeballs. They need them. So that yeah. is why they continue to propagate these two different worlds. They know it all is going on, but it really is. It's it's. I mean, I guess it's just the new way of having, you know, kind of mind control. I was watching an old episode of Rawhide the other night, and they thought this old woman was a witch. And it showed how the whole town got you know, pulled into these conspiracies and these weird little things that happened and put this, you know, two and two together. But how quickly that story spread within that little town. And then, of course, the other people that come as outsiders are like. You're nuts. What are you talking about? But this is exactly what's going yeah. on now in You're a massive the same Facebook timeline. Yes, this is going on in a massive way. And it's there's no answer. I mean, there really is no answer because there is. And it's the one I've recommended. Over turn and over it all again. off. But nobody's yeah. doing that. Well, then congratulations. This, this is why society is circling the drain. The downfall of society is the because access to this. Yeah, because the Skinner box, they, they have developed a Skinner box so powerful that we will sit there to our detriment and destroy ourselves, constantly pulling the handle and pushing the button. We want more, man. This this is this is what the information age hath wrought. And it's interesting because uh-huh. the the concept was, hey, you're going to have access to everything. And like that was a good thing. Well, and and that still remains the one reason why, uh, I, um, despite all of the horrible things that it seems to be uh, inflicting on society, I still think the Internet is in an incredible good because uh, for the first time in human history, um, the sum of human knowledge is available at any time to anyone, anywhere. It is by far the the best, the most equal the you know you 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 want equality this is how you get equality you give everybody the same opportunity the same access to the same information and yeah facebook is fucking it up by giving us all different information but i can still go out to duckduckgo or start page and i can search for on any topic at no point ever in history have have somebody been able to be like yeah there weren't cavemen back in africa who, who were looking going you know that tiger i wonder if it eats humans hold on <laughs> let me just pull up my phone can this tiger eat humans and then snap a photo of it and get an answer that never happened before it is amazing we are living in the future i, I just wish that their people weren't fucking up the future so badly yeah well, it's because of the fact that there is a digital divide and not the some people have Internet and some people don't. It's that the divide is now based upon your bias and what you want to believe and what group you're in. And unfortunately, when you can yeah. easily do this to spread news to certain people and not to others, which 
as we've talked about, when doing any kind of research on a story, you have to go to multiple sources. You can't go, oh, I found this on CNN or MSNBC and I'm just going to take them at their word. It's like, no, if you found it on CNN, go look at Breitbart, then go look at whatever. I I was telling you before the show about a story that I really wanted to bring about. uh, uh, I found one story that said that the federal reserve was uh, going to stop printing money. And I was like, I really want to bring that because cashless is one of our themes. And then I could not find a single other page anywhere on the internet. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get behind that. And I just mentioned it on here, which might mean that I just, you know, did an end run around my own rules, but I'm not going to discuss it. Do they mention unnamed sources? uh, They mentioned actually, uh, some kind of conference call at the at the Fed. Interesting. Well, that you could probably find I, some proof. On. I, I I tried. I really did. I like- I, I I'm probably going to chase it down because I really would like to know more about this. But uh, I could not find anything else to to back it up. And, you know, maybe the troll room has something if it's true. And if it's not true, then then I just spread a vicious rumor. So par for the course or. It's the truth, but not what the Biden-Harris campaign wants you to hear. So the mainstream media will never touch it. Just like Hunter yeah. Biden's laptop. Well, well yeah, maybe I'm, I'm not going to touch Hunter Biden's laptop. I no. don't know where that thing's been. Yeah, no, no. You don't want to. Uh, you, you, that kind of that kind of content. I have, I have one other Facebook story. Um, the, the topic of this one that I wrote down was Facebook can't win. <laughs> okay. Um, they, they made a lot of money. Well, yeah, then that that's winning. <laughs> but, um, this is an article from Gizmodo. No, oh, those which, liberal uh, bastards. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, oh my god! I actually <laughs> pulled. I pulled one quote from the Gizmodo article because I just like again sprained my eyes rolling them. But uh, Gizmodo is saying that uh, Facebook is unfairly censoring left leaning sites. <laughs> wait, wait! I A think they got site, that backwards. Well, uh, the the argument and and honestly, I believe that this happened to an extent was that Facebook got so much crap in 2017 for censoring right leaning sites that they decided to tweak their algorithm to lower the rank of left leaning sites in order to try to compensate. And uh, they specifically called out Mother Jones, who's had some period of time where during you know during which time facebook was screwing with their algorithm but they're always doing that uh where mother jones lost four hundred thousand dollars in revenue and uh interestingly the the gizmodo article and the mother jones interview um none of them acknowledged that maybe it was just people turning away from mother jones for being shit at reporting yeah could happen just calling that out well, and it's but the, the money thing. That's yeah, see, here's that's the problem. Then, wow, there's I didn't realize there was that much money in spewing misinformation to the left. Uh, of course, there is. What, you know, what did I just talk about with the the social dilemma story? Is uh, one of the there? There's a hell of a lot of money in keeping everybody in their bubble because when you are in a nice little bubble where whatever preconceived notions you brought to Facebook are reinforced over and over again you will stay on facebook longer and facebook can sell more of your attention you know and i am just sick of all this stuff where it's like another company is responsible for your shit like mother jones who the you know facebook can do whatever they want the fact that you're like oh you cost us money it's like well then do better 
but this I, was I, I don't disagree. <laughs> this was I mean, we talked about the thing. I'm looking if I still have this on the list here. The remember the thing in Australia that we uh, uh, the Google thing, Australia, they wanted them to oh, pay yes, for the yes. news. Well, there yes, was where where Australia. Oh, God, Australian news can't compete with Google. So please, government, step in and enforce something. Yeah, this was from uh, like a week or so ago, October 11th. Google drops their curated news plans in Australia over an unworkable policy. No shit. Didn't we call that right on? Uh, <laughs> we did. Um, uh, let's see here. They frozen plans to launch its curated news showcase in Australia over claims that the draft news media bargaining code is unworkable. It's still Duh. objected to what is called a must include must pay approach where it not only has to pay news outlets, but is obligated to carry those outlets for free. So, uh, I mean, it sounds like they just shut the news down. So, yay, who yeah. wins? I, uh, I, and I, I would like to just call out that, I mean, not that people were paying attention and maybe they thought it was just bluster, but uh, that is exactly what Google was saying is they said, if this passes, we will have to shut down news in Australia. Well, okay. You know, then it, and answered. <laughs> then it was shut down and they're like, well, legally, this is what we have to do, because otherwise, if we stay open. We can't make this work, and then we won't do that. I want to read uh, just just so that we can poke fun at Gizmodo. I wanted to read one line out of uh, the uh, the Gizmodo story about Facebook, and specifically this this calls back to on Friday when we were talking about uh, trying to find biased language in a news article and how how to identify whether or not language is biased. I want to. I want to do a little, uh, uh, just a game where we can see if you can pick out any biased language in this quote. Facebook's been caught coddling right-leaning outlets and pages several times in the company's bid to appear unbiased, let it, lest it set off the frothing conservative mob out for its head over baseless claims of anti-conservative censorship. <laughs> There's like four different uh, sets of bias in there. Oh my! It, it, uh, appeals to emotion. Lots of extra adjectives that don't affect the story at all. I, I, I mean, do I, these? Just, you know what? I don't even need to analyze that. I'm going to let it sink in a bit. Yeah, it should because it's like okay. And the sad thing is, I believe that whoever wrote this article, if it's not one of these uh, Franken, her name articles, was Elise Stanley from Gizmodo. Okay, so it is one person. Sometimes these articles have like twelve people that work on it, so it's hard to point and like make fun of one. But I would go down the rabbit hole of she believes what she's saying the truth is the truth in that well you know they would never they're not censoring the the, the conservatives no well, b- believes it or not it's the mark of a decent journalist to pander to your base and you know, I think we know who Gizmodo's <laughs> base is from this line yes oh, but I'm just saying it's like the sad thing is I don't think she has a clue most of these journalists I think they're head in the sand and doesn't want to see the reality it's like it's not hard to find a lot of times that conservatives have been censored by social media it seems to happen every day including people like dr atlas the white house doctor it happened to kaylee McEnany, the uh, white house spokesperson i mean it's happened to the president i mean how many times does this happen to biden or one of his surrogates well none certainly but <laughs> but I- i'm sure it has and the you know Gizmodo's recommendation, of course, is to 
stop censoring left-leaning sites and instead go back and censor Breitbart and Zero Hedge and and all of the the you know, I, Gizmodo is is offering non-solutions and let let me just show uh and again I put this under the topic of Facebook can't win because they are apparently taking shit from both sides about censoring efforts um Facebook, you want to not be criticized for your censorship efforts being biased in one direction or another. Here's a potential solution. How about you stop fucking censoring stuff? Could that work? Is that maybe a way to go? It's I mean, where we started. Get, they'll get criticized by the woke crowd saying they're not censoring stuff, but fuck the woke crowd. Well, this is where we started with Facebook and Twitter and everybody that's heavily involved in this now for quite a period of time. Anybody could post any article, any link, and that was okay. There was never any of this, oh, well, there's going to be something that says maybe this isn't true or there's not going to be a fact check thing. There was nothing done. And and, and just as a side note, um, just pointing out just kind of in favor of my solution of not censoring things, it's a lot easier to not censor than censor because it requires no effort. Yes, no work. No work. And you don't have to. You can't be held accountable. You know, this is the problem yeah. in this and, case. And maybe Section 230 could even be applied. Yes. Well, no, well, that's exactly what it's for. Because the minute you start saying, well, no, these articles are dangerous, but these aren't. You know, I posted on Twitter earlier today. I know you love the tweets that, love- uh, you know, just asking Jack over at Twitter, since they're doing this censorship with regularity and fact checking with regularity against people like Donald Trump, how come Kamala Harris and Joe Biden? Every time they repeat the story that Joe decided to run for president because Trump said neo-Nazis were very fine people. Why is that not getting fact checked? Uh, it is. No, it's it not. It is by by no agenda by people. No, but on, it's not on Twitter. Why isn't it? Well, I'm sure it is. But then the fact checks are getting censored. Right. Because the people that are fact checking are then being said that they're wrong. I got to bring something uh, absolute perfect line to sum up the story from Harry Hamster in the troll room. Those poor oligarchs. When are they going to get a break? <laughs> Harry, get your own damn podcast. No, I'm Harry. Keep writing for me. I'll <laughs> steal all the best lines. Thank you. Less work. I, you're right. I get it. We need uh, we need good writing. And Harry's always throwing good stuff out there in the troll room and the social media problem. I don't believe is ever going to get fixed, but I do believe that adults should be able to handle what they see or what they don't. So any of the censorship I'm with you is bad. I do believe that children under a certain age should not be allowed onto social media. And we've already got that number, which is what 13 and under for the COPPA, where none of these people, none of these companies are supposed to collect any information from kids under a certain age. So that's almost right at the high school point anyway. But, but, but how many kids, you know, on Facebook, it's hard to say because they lie about their age. And that's always been, do. you know, that's always been nobody the way on Facebook is under 13. When they log off, they might be under 13. But as soon as they log on, they're all exactly 13. Right. Because when the only age check, I mean, this is where the slippery slope comes to, because when the only age check is click a box, well, then yeah. that's not much of one. Uh, and just kind of like my absolute favorite stat about uh, the Steam store where uh, apparently by some completely weird demographic quirk of gamers, over 70% of all Steam users were born on January 1st. It's amazing. Just at a certain year and every year, it's a different year. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. And uh, cold acid uh, fact checks us. It's 12 and under for Kappa, 13 plus. Okay to collect whatever you want. So maybe 13 is the age. Before 13, no internet. And 13 still a little young because that's what, seventh grade or high school is still two years away. Uh, but we're getting closer. It's, it's, it's just entering puberty and wanting to go out and, and experience the world and the world we're introducing them to is Facebook. Yeah. Way to go. Good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bad stuff on the internet. And this is when we talked about the UK trying to do the whole lockdown porn thing without buying a license, you know, and that kind of fell apart. But this is the argument of should the internet be child friendly? Which I don't know how you're going to make no. that happen. But then the other side well, of that is keep your kids off. Those are the two choices. I, I, child friendly. That's a trap. Of course, it I, is. I, the, the world is not child friendly. And really, I mean, to, if we're honest with ourselves, what, what is the only job, the only requirement for a child? We, we don't expect them to hold down a job, to make money, to vote, to only in certain countries do we expect them to work um we expect them to vote in california now well yes of course but that i mean we also expect that of the dead um, no that's chicago <laughs> no and uh, for the most part and then this is a very very uh, high a high level over generalization but the only thing that the only responsibility that a child has for the entire time they're a child is to become an adult, to grow up, to mature into uh, like become a useful member of society, maybe, uh, maybe not. Uh, but that that's all that, that a child has to do is is become not a child. And in the idea of of saying we need the world to be child friendly is a, kind of a condescending way of saying we don't want children to be allowed to grow up because we're not going to introduce them to any experience that isn't childish right well it's not going to introduce them to any adult situations or it's nonsensical because the internet is going to exist for everybody there's no way to segregate it into different sections so you're saying you're really very dumbing it down but you have two choices either it's safe for everybody under the age of 18 or it's an adult place that's your two choices and if you think that it's a better choice that adults are treated like a 12 year old, then you're a fool. Well, in the abstract, of course, we want things to be safe. But the problem is that in every implementation of safe, what it comes with is a severe curtailment of freedoms. And nobody who wants to be in a functional society should ever allow that. Now, are you surprised we don't live in a society yet where you have to have everything track back to your name some kind of id something even when you log on to the internet um, i mean where where is we i've got uh half my stories that i pulled up this week are about authoritarian moves being done by various governments mostly uh us uk well they're getting um, there but we're New not York. quite there yet in the united states it's not like well okay you got a broadband connection now when you log on it's like well you must put your name in if, so we know who's using this particular computer or device so that everything that you post anywhere on the internet is going to be tracked to you no matter what. There is still some anonymity. Okay. I, I, I got to pull up one of these stories that it, yeah, under the won't someone please think of the children category. It's always which, about the children. If, if we had a soundboard on this show and I'm not suggesting it, don't get any ideas. 
Um, one of the only jingles that I would want to play over and over again is won't somebody please think of the children because there are so many awful, awful technological decisions that are being made that curtail the rights of adults. And the justification is because children and specifically I am referring to the uh, international statement on end to end encryption and public safety released by uh, the governments of uh, UK, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, US, Japan, and India, uh, which is five eyes plus India and Japan, uh, who are proposing that we renew our push uh, through legislation to force techno anybody who makes technologies to put backdoors into their technology. And um, I, I, I've got an article in the show notes, but I've also got the direct link to the statement that was released. And the statement that was released. Well, let me just guess. Has, is, is the tagline for when not everybody is as dumb as Hunter Biden? <laughs> it's not. You can put that on there when you put it in the show notes. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, the the word child or children appears in in a two page release. It's not that long. The word child or children appears 13 times. <laughs> in uh, you know, and the the U.S. representative to this, the U.S. signatory of this memo is. Of course, Attorney General Bill Barr, who um, uh, amongst everybody in the Trump's uh, administration, I think is probably the most horrific authoritarian, among other things, because he thinks, um, well, let me let me just pull some quotes out of this thing. Uh, Encryption is an existential anchor of trust in the digital world. And we do not support counterproductive and dangerous approaches that would materially weaken or limit security systems. So that is right in the first paragraph. I just want you to I want you to keep that in mind because everything else they say in the entire release goes entirely against that. <laughs> uh, particular implementations of encryption technology, however, pose significant challenges to public safety, including highly vo- to highly vulnerable members of our societies like sexually exploited children. Well, of course, because, you know, if kids are using TikTok and their parents can't access their account, then they're not going to know what they're doing. I mean, of course, you could just find out what your kids are doing and take the device away. Yeah. Another quote. We challenge the assertion that public safety cannot be protected without compromising privacy or cybersecurity. We strongly believe that approaches protecting each of these important values are possible and strive to work with the industry to collaborate on mutually agreeable solutions. These people who are at the heads of government, who are in charge of law enforcement agencies to have authoritarian control over almost the entire English speaking world honestly believe that the only reason why anybody wouldn't want encryption is not because it's mathematically infeasible, but because, Oh, we just don't want to. They, and Bill Barr and, and his counterparts in these other countries honestly believe that if only the tech companies wanted to put in backdoors that could be accessed by law enforcement, but not by uh, criminals. If they wanted to, they could. And the only reason we have end to end encryption, the only reason that we don't have backdoors in everything is because the tech companies don't want to. That doesn't pan out in the reality of the world. I mean, do they no, not it, notice everybody that's getting hacked? That's trying to keep everybody out. 
they're fucking delusional authoritarians. Yeah. They, they, uh, I mean, cause here's, maybe, here's the answer though. It's fine. If you want to create the new TikTok, you want to create BEMTOK and you want to make it that oh you have the back door oh. and you want to tell all the parents, you know what? We have a back door. Let your kid use BEMTOK. Then people can choose yes. that, but that's not going to keep them from using let, all the encrypted yes. services that already exist. Let law enforcement into your kid's back door. That's right. that's our slogan. That's well, the marketing statement right there. Welcome to BEMTOK. Let the <laughs> let the authoritarians into your kid's back door. Um. So there's no there's there's no solid proposal here other than they're just saying that the legislatures in these countries need to do this. And they're, you know, that we as the intelligence agencies who want to be able to surveil everything, um, what they would like to do is they want to ban all uh, the well, the, the term they use is warrant proof encryption, which means end to end. No, no, um, no, we never said don't backdoor children on grumpy old Ben's. <laughs> I, I'm not touching that. Okay, Joe Biden. Um, they have they have two Are reasons why it? they think I'm not. You, you, fuck you, Biden. <laughs> um, they have two reasons they want to ban end to end encryption, which again they call warrant proof encryption, which which is by that that is an interesting bit of little NLP. There is is and instead of end to end calling it warrant proof because you know they this suddenly sounds good. It's a, like why would you ever want to? Anyways. Um, the two reasons are a, because it severely undermines the company's own ability to identify and respond to violations of their own terms of service. And in that line, they also mentioned child exploitation, just in case you haven't been hammered over the head with it enough. Um, and two, because it keeps law enforcement out, uh, and they use the phrase to protect national security where there is lawful authority to do so. And I pulled this phrase out. Because you know how triggered I get when somebody talks about uh, what is lawful as a proxy of what is right. Anything in the world can be lawful if you get the right set of autarchs to pass laws. Right. So, yeah, there's nothing to do with the moral or the correctness or anything around it. And I mean, I get it. The encryption scares these folks because that means there's stuff they can't have access to. Because they might have to do law enforcement work again. But I mean, it's interesting that the the focus that they are putting out there to the world has now changed from, well, you know, people like terrorists and bin Laden could be using it to, oh, people could be using it to groom your children. Yeah. You know, it's a different uh, it's a different tactic to try to get your way in. And the the first of those, I think, is a lot more concerning than the latter, because the latter, anything to do with your kids. There's a simple answer. One, either you don't give don't them the device kids. yeah, or you have children that, OK, you know what? If you're going to be on TikTok, if you're going to be on Instagram, anytime I want as a parent, I say phone, you hand it to me unlocked and I can go through and see what you've been doing. Yeah. And I know I, the, parents. There are some parents right now. They're like, <gasps> oh, my God, I would never I would never well, do that to my may, children. Maybe you should. Uh huh. That's it. It's, you know, um, that's part of the job of being a parent is keeping your kids out of the shit. And the only way to do that is to actually know what they're doing. And and when and we were kids, I know this is the old man part of the show. We weren't doing any of that that's stuff. That's the whole show. Yeah, it is the whole show. 
I mean, I got into some trouble as a kid. You know, my sister was over at DePaul and I hacked into one of the accounts because I figured out what the default. It was one of those things, you know, the default uh, password for people in the particular thing was all the same. So all you had to do was guess something else. And, uh, you know, OK, I was getting into a little bit of trouble there. I get it. And the trouble you can get into now is so much worse. Uh, but our parents were at a severe disadvantage when it came to technology because we knew more than they did. True. I, I don't think that that's true anymore. The the kids today, you know, first of all, the, the parents today are the, the Gen X and millennials who did grow up with technology and should at least have a clue. And the the kids today are are they're also growing up in an area where apps do everything for them. And it's all about using a particular UI. You know, when when I wanted to use a computer as a little kid, I had to go learn basic because that was the operating system on the Commodore. And, but uh, and, and the, nowadays it's point and click on the icon you want in the troll room. NetNed says, to be fair, I had access to black powder as a kid and did some questionable things. I don't want if to know. You didn't do questionable <laughs> things. You didn't grow up. I don't. True. But he had explosives. Okay. I mean, that's. I, I, and and I, I, I support this. And you know what? If if you had grown up today, there'd probably be video of it and you'd be canceled for it. But honestly, oh, I'm just going to give you a hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a whole different thing now that everything has something to track it forward. And so that is the I'm worst gonna, part. I'm going to pull out an unpopular opinion here. And that is you, you mentioned that one of the primary goals of your of a parent, uh, one of the jobs of a parent is to keep their kids safe. You said, uh, I believe the phrase you used was out of the shit which might be one of the things that that your kids might be i you know what i we have plumbing just keep but digging anyway, man <laughs> um I, the unpopular opinion is that another oft forgotten and sell and not nearly often enough accomplished job of a parent should be to prepare the kid for the transition to adulthood and that doesn't mean putting them in a bubble and keeping the world away from them. That means being there for them at the time when they are introduced to new things in the world so that the kid can experience adult things with a guide to help them understand how to interpret it and not to do it badly. I agree with that. That is more important than keeping your kids safe. Well, I keeping mean, your kids safe is also important, but. Right. Well, it's by teaching them what they should and shouldn't be doing. And I would also yeah. say that I don't believe that it is a one size fits all thing. I mean, again, if you're an engaged parent and you have zero problems with the child and they seem responsible and they're telling you what's going on in their lives and they're not like getting weird messages and you go, hey, who is that? No, nobody. I mean, there's a certain amount of uh, trust that should be implicit, but you're still the one that is there to to do your best to, as you said, guide them down the right path. And sometimes, you know what? They're not going to like being guided down that path. There was a lot no. of times as a kid, I didn't like the guidance, but it was necessary. Oh, I always submitted to my father's authority. You know that. <laughs> After how many, uh, uh, how many fights, oh, how many. Uh, that may have never happened. <laughs> it may have never. Right. See, I've, you know what? I didn't grow up in a zero tolerance school. There were actual fist fights. Are you not going to try to play the, uh, the, the card? Are you not going to try to tell us? The biggest lie in the world, which is, and I grew up okay. No, I could never. <laughs> you, you, you have at least 103 pieces of evidence that that's not true. Exactly. There's plenty of evidence. And it's, you know, hey, that's, 
that's good. I mean, this is uh, this is an open conversation and you should have open conversations with your kids. And uh, there, there's a certain amount of privacy. I mean, I get it. There are certain times kids deserve their privacy, but privacy becomes completely different when they're locked in the room with the phone and they are, you know, texting somebody, messaging somebody, video chatting with somebody that you don't know. And kids are too dumb to understand a lot of the stuff. And it's up to the parents to teach their children things like, you know, there's too many stories over the years. I've heard of stuff like, well, you know, a 13 year old girl has been video chatting with the guy, you know, and then you find out, you know, he said he was 12 or 13 years old, but he's really just a 30 year old in a hoodie who was never lit well. And, you know, these kind of things happen way too much. And I know you don't want to bring your kids down and be like, hey, the world's a dangerous place. But you know what? The best thing you could do for your kids once they reach, you know, a somewhat articulate age is let them know the world is a dangerous place. People lie. People will try to do things that aren't good for you. And you have to have some kind of BS meter. Is that maybe the biggest thing that's missing from when we were a kid? Because I think we had a pretty good understanding of uh, what bullshit is. And I don't know if that's the case anymore. Well, it, it it's pretty hard when uh, you have companies like Facebook who have a financial interest in making sure you can't tell what's bullshit and what's not. We make the world that we want. Okay. So all that besides, um, maybe we should get away from the utter hypocrisy of two childless old geezers to giving people parental advice. Isn't that the best people that give you the parental advice, though? People have never been parents. Yes. I think so, because yes. that obviously qualifies me. It's the forest for the trees thing, you know, because too many parents fall into this stuff like and uh, we, we had a neighborhood, a uh, couple of girls that lived next door that were holy terrors when I was like in grammar school. And the mother, that was literally the answer all the time. My mom would go over and be like, you know, they threw a rock through this or they you know, threw something in our pool and like, no, my Linny would never do that. And that's the mentality of a lot of parents like, no, my kid would never do that. I know my kid. They would never do that. And if the kids are good, that that's exactly what you can get away with, because the parents think you got nothing going on and you're just doing all sorts of crap they don't know about. That's why they need like Uncle Ryan. To keep them in check when, you know, Tony is like, no, my kids are perfect. Oh, you know, then I, <laughs> my, my, my brother is is not as sarcastic or cynical as I am, but uh, he, he's in no do danger s- of deluding himself about that. I think he's got it figured out. You do set a high bar, to be fair. Yeah, I it's sarcasm and cynicism. Yes, you do. It's <laughs> yes. no, that bar hasn't been seen. It's out of sight. You can be uh, on the Olympic team for cynicism and sarcasm. I, um, and, and it, to pull to pull one more thing out of the troll room, um, Net Ned brings up that uh, sometimes uh, your the the ability to tell bullshit it really helps to have a sarcastic parent. It helps, yeah, because they're a little bit more in tune with the yeah. With what's going it, on, it, it, it trains you 24 seven to always be on guard for, are you bullshitting me or are you telling the truth? And I guarantee that any kids that I had would absolutely have to have powerful bullshit meters or they would just go completely neurotic by the time they were three. Well, yeah, because you would be like, go play in traffic. And then you'd be like, oh, wait, wait, no, no, don't go. Don't go outside. <laughs> no, I'd be like, go play in traffic. And then they'd be like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And, and then they'd go outside and I'd be like, OK, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, they would push you 
and you would know. But I'd um, let him get hit by a few cars first so that they learn that that playing in traffic is a bad idea, independent of what some authority figure says. It is part of the important learning process. It's called tough love. That's <laughs> getting having your kids get hit by a car. It may be a little more than tough love. I, you know what? Uh, Bemley got hit by a car a couple times, and, and you were driving okay. a couple of times, only once. Okay, that you can prove, or that he can prove, or that the state well, of no, California. The other time I was prove. playing baseball. Oh, okay. Then you were completely safe. No, but I, I, I have plausible deniability. And that is really that we want to teach the children of today. As long as you have plausible deniability, it's okay, kids. Some good life advice. Uh, So I have uh, a couple more dystopian authoritarian stories, or I've got a story titled Raspberry Pi Death Flash. What do you want? Oh, I like Raspberry Pi Death Flash. That sounds like it's exciting. Um, This one's not there's not super complicated, but I came across it while while poking the tech sites. And it is a fascinating bug because it kind of comes with a physics lesson. Um, Somebody observed that they were they had their Raspberry Pi and they were trying to get some high quality photographs of it. And they had some the the really high end camera equipment with the the super powerful zoom lens and the xenon flash bulb that, you know, super high intensity high. And um, they noticed that every time they took a photo that the Raspberry Pi would shut down. Interesting. Well, there's is there a uh, sensor. It uh, not technically. Um, it actually has to do with a WL CSP package. Uh, don't ask me to tell you what that acronym means, but it is uh you know because it's important for the Raspberry Pi to be designed in the smallest form factor they can. Um, there's a lot of of chips and packages that are designed with um exposed wiring to just be visible because that way you don't have to add extra weight and bulk putting shielding on it and this is a package um has something to do with a a power unit um it's if if you have a raspberry pi 2 it is a chip marked u16 uh in between the usb port and the hdmi port looks like a bare silicon die with solder balls attached and what was demonstrated was uh, the photoelectric effect. Are you familiar with this? No, I, I, I had heard of it way, way back in physics, but I went ahead and, and researched it again. Uh, the photoelectric effect is an effect where shining a light on a surface will cause an electric current to flow. And when you have uh, bare dielectrics open to the world, light shines on it all the time and sometimes current flows where you don't want current to flow um normally not a huge problem because every photoelectric surface has um uh, a minimum uh frequency uh, which is determined by planck's constant where below this frequency the electrons don't have enough electromotive force to leave the surface and start flowing elsewhere so nothing flows but above that frequency electrons start flowing and so for every photoelectric surface there is a particular frequency above which if you shine light on it or you know em waves above that frequency then you will cause power to flow um it turns out that uh room lights sunlight incandescent lights the kind of lights you're almost never going or always going to encounter do not go above this frequency which is why the bug was never found on the raspberry pi but the 
high frequency pulse, the UV pulse from the xenon camera bulb was high enough to get power to flow in this particular circuit, which controlled a, a power um, setup, which was enough to trigger the CPU uh, to undervolt and cause its its protection circuit to shut down the Raspberry Pi. That's fantastic because they don't come with a power switch and now you just need a light. <laughs> so what they determined was um, high frequency xenon camera and um, the uh, shorter wavelength laser pointers like the red laser pointer didn't seem to work when they tested it. But a green and a blue laser pointer did when you shine it directly at that one chip. That's a, that and, is uh, that's uh, something I can I can see how that could have gotten through quality control. Their their recommendation um, was if you think, uh, first of all, that taking your pie outside, uh, shining sunlight on it, taking it from pictures from a normal flash camera. No problem. It's only the really high frequency stuff that uses you, um, you know, uh, high intensity UV, um, not something you're going to get most of the time. If you are in a place where you need your pie to be protected from this, they give instructions on the in the article about how to cover up that particular circuit, which honestly, a blob of putty would do it or or just or just put the Raspberry Pi into a, a box that doesn't admit light. Yeah, uh, case. I, 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 yeah, a case of any kind. Um, anyway, yeah, thought that was a. a fascinating story they also um point out in the article which the article was at raspberrypi.org um so this this came from them uh they say that you are not going to cause any permanent damage because the cpu's uh shutdown circuitry is being triggered in such a way that it is actually protecting it you're not going to cause permanent damage however you are causing an unclean unexpected shutdown which could corrupt your ssd so they don't recommend doing it over and over again I mean, like when you're at a friend's house and you just want to screw uh, with them. Yeah, maybe. So I guess if somebody's got a Raspberry Pi around and you want to fuck with it, you can shine a blue laser at it. They are good for so many things. There are so many uh, sensors you can get. I mean, they even have a little air sensor now. So if you want, you know, kind of like the uh, the air purifiers have would show you like a constant reading of how clean your air is. The Raspberry Pi has like every sensor known to man, it seems that you can hook up to it and get data off of it. So they're fun little boards to play with. And the new ones are more than enough to run high def television from over a network. And uh, I have to say, I am quite happy moving from the old Android device to the uh, now Cody, which is which I was running it on the Android device, now running it on the Raspberry Pi so much snappier. It was it's nice. It's a cool little device. It, it is nice. Now, I, Anyways, have a, I, I don't own a Raspberry Pi, but I just thought that was an amazing story. You should buy like 20 of them. The cats can play I, with them. I know I should. In fact, what I need is I need to. Oh, I need to buy a bunch of Raspberry Pis and mount them on little chassis with motors and stuff and get each of them a laser that they can shine at each other and have battles. <laughs> yes. Battle to the death. Battle like, bots. You know, like the, the robot wars, except that all they're doing is shining lasers at each other. Plus the idea of 20 little wheeled machines on the living room carpet, shining lasers everywhere would drive my cats insane. And your wife and my wife. Yeah. Don't you? There's been a bunch of videos I've seen online 
It seems like it's a popular thing that cats that like to jump on the Roomba and just sit on them as they're going around the rooms. <laughs> I don't know why. I, mean, I guess they're kind of like, hey, this is nice little tram. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. It's uh, it's that's the it's first world problems, I guess, at this point. But uh, we never talked about this. I have this down in the wokeness category. Oh, that, I like woke that. Actually, Yelp, I don't. I fucking hate them. But yeah, and do you hate like Yelp, too? Because you should. I, hate like to, yeah, I like to laugh at them. Yeah. Uh, Yelp says it will now mark pages of businesses accused of racist conduct. So we go down this rabbit hole again because basically again and again and again, it would seem uh-huh. because the concept here is, well, you know, somebody went into a store, a black guy went into a restaurant and somebody wrote something on his cup or didn't like the service he got. So you go and you leave a review that's like, these people are racist. And Yelp thinks there's nothing wrong with just buying into this without any proof, without, you know, being judge, jury or execution. They're, they're going to do it all. And they're going to allow people to post that a company is racist. And I think this is going down the rabbit hole again, just a little bit too far because there's no. There's no way to verify this kind of stuff. There is no way to, you know, let's just say again, say somebody did go into a restaurant and an employee that was just hired that morning, you know, call somebody the N word. OK, maybe that happened. And then they were fired five seconds afterwards. Why is the restaurant responsible for that? And now we found when Ryan went to the bathroom, but it doesn't make any sense. It, it happens from time to time. Hey. Yeah. I made it an hour and a half this time. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So this was the first time. That's good. We will give you a medal for that one. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just don't understand how you can, pr- you know, one, prove that it happened Two that it was actually racist. Three, that if, if it wasn't a case like this, where an employee that was hired that morning calls somebody the N word gets fired five seconds after doing it because the owners are like, hey, we don't allow that here. Well, then somebody's still going to go post this on Yelp and the company's going to get labeled as a bunch of racist douchebags. Well, I think one of the one of the mistakes you made in that assertion or in that uh, analysis is the idea that woke people want proof for anything. Well, they don't. An allegation, an accusation is enough. So why would Yelp want to go along with that, though? Can somebody then not just turn around and go, oh, you know what? Yelp is racist. Um, I, I it, it sounds like they are. Yes, it does sound like they are. It does. Uh, I, 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 I mean, the, the most common explanation, maybe this is. Maybe this is too simplistic, but the most common explanation whenever a company does something woke is that they ended up hiring SJWs who got in and infected the company because uh, wokeness is an infection, which is destroying companies from the inside, even if they don't realize it. Well, and this started with Yelp. The first thing we saw from Yelp after the uh, George Floyd incident was, hey, we're now going to let people say that businesses are black owned. Like, again, we're, this is your pet peeve, I know, because anytime you're the end, they're going to segregate and separate, uh, separate and treat things differently. That, by its very definition, is racist. Like, and, oh. and more importantly, it's uh, it, once you get down to the details, it is it is always going to be wrong in some per- certain case and will usually cause worse uh, results than just letting everybody be equal well and here right because here's how we can tell with the logic bomb you know especially after the george floyd thing it's like okay i understand people like hey i want to support a black business so it's like if you were to ask the question well if you were going to pick let's just say yogurt shop frozen yogurt 
If you're going to pick your frozen yogurt shop based on that, they were owned by black people. Are you racist to do that? They'd say no. But it's like, okay, but if you picked your frozen um, yogurt yes. shop because they were white, was that racist? Well, yeah, of course. Of course, it's racist if you picked it because they were white. Oh, but if they were black and you picked it, that wasn't racist. No, no, that's just trying to help the black community. Uh, uh, again, what you know, one of the most freeing things about the the woke psychology and uh, honestly, one of the most clever things about the people who who came up with this is labeling rational argument as racist because then immediately people want to eschew that and rationality and logic those are tools of the white man according to the woke religion and therefore should never be used so once you once you embrace that and bring it into your worldview then it's actually racist to not have a double standard that's that's deep man i like that but you're absolutely right and it's like because it, it is it throws the logic right out of the window and it's like well no i, I know I, I want i want to support a black business well what about supporting a white business well no that's racist that's obviously racist i mean, I, I, I i've actually i had a brief passing conversation with somebody who actually told me said well uh you know trying to get me into a, a rational argument is is racism and we you know I, <laughs> what I, 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 I it turned out that i wasn't in a position where i could just fight the guy because I, I tell you what um <laughs> if if rational discussion is out the window then that's the only interaction you have left yeah, violence is, is all that's left is violence and if i mean if that's what you want uh, i mean there are some of them that actually do want that but it i i, I don't I mean, obviously, people you know, that, that adhere to this mindset haven't thought it all the way through because thinking things through is racist. But <laughs> okay, so thinking is racist now. I I I think so. I I mean, at least thinking with the the rational half of your brain, I think is is considered racist by a lot of people. So somebody um, literally told you that trying to have a rational argument with them was racist. What was it? A, a, tool of the the colonial thinking or something to that effect <laughs> okay rationality is now a tool of colonial uh, colonialism yes and the I mean, this was online which is why i didn't do the only you know because when somebody says we can't have a rational discussion i just punch them in the face and be like well then merry christmas right but i couldn't do that online it's harder it's much harder this is one of the reasons why you shouldn't put all your relationships online because when people desperately need to be punched in the face, you are limited in your options. Sometimes you have to fly thousands of miles. It's very inconvenient. It is very inconvenient. But I always have gone by the motto, the credo, the credo, the motto, credo, whatever of Demo Dick, Richard Marchinko, the guy that created SEAL Team 6 and then wrote a bunch of really cool uh, fiction books and some allegedly nonfiction. But he has always said, I treat everybody the same just like shit and that works yeah because then everybody's I, equal i mean misanthropy is is a very very equitable solution yes but wait that's logic so that's racist now boom uh, yeah now you. now you understand why we why we have lost the ability to have rational discourse because on and nobody is getting the same facts and on one side you have a bunch of of smuggled assholes podcasting and on the other side 
uh, you have uh, ir- irrational retards who refuse to engage the part of their brain that isn't emotional. Yeah, that is I'm part of the problem. Which side we're on? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you want to know? You want it's it's pretty easy. Just go ask Facebook which of the dimensions they're giving you ads for, and then you'll know. And you know the the problem, and and this is this is something that is not new, uh, but you can't argue with a religious zealot or uh, about their religion. It, it doesn't work because they reject all rational argument, and that is what that is probably the number one thing that labels wokeism as a religion, despite the fact that they would never, ever, ever consider it to be a religion because they believe religion is bad and evil and are not going to apply the rational thought necessary to realize that they are engaged in a religion. Right. Well, yeah, it's like the allegedly non-religious people that go around screaming that abortion is health care. I mean, probably not to the fetus, but (laughs) that's just from a different point of view. And you know, I get it that there are times that an abortion is necessary, that when the woman's life is in danger and all that, and I understand uh, to a certain extent that you want the, the right to choose that, but you also have to admit at some point that you're actually choosing for another living being as well. And well, I mean, on, again, going back to the idea that misanthropy is probably the, the most equitable solution, um, honestly, the, the only solution to the abortion question that keeps both sides equally unhappy is that you kill the mother and the child. <laughs> right, that, right. Okay. See now that would the mother still go for the abortion if it was going to kill her too? I'm guessing not, but there, uh, there I, are dumb people now. Don't I they, don't know. Don't they remind people that it can no, probably, I mean, it's a surgical procedure. Yes. And any surgical procedure does have inherent dangers to it. I mean, there's infection. There's I mean, we heard the story of Larry of that Larry show dot com going to the dentist to get his wisdom teeth extracted. Was it that Larry show episode 10? Was it 11, and 11, that Larry show episode 11 and a simple little operation can have life altering effects. Yeah, I mean, it was life altering. He got a story out of that. That was epic. Yes. And we enjoyed listening to it. And you would, too, if you go check it out. I I actually didn't enjoy listening to it because it was the day before I was scheduled to go in for a dental operation and also screw you guys. Yes. Well, that's why, you know, it was, it was important. <laughs> uh, it was an important learning. It was like doing homework, yeah. but you know, this is the kind of stuff you have to, you know, question. So when, and this is where rationality comes in as well, because I'm not, I mean, I'm very much in the libertarian camp, so I'm not going to go say, that all abortion should be illegal. Now, do I think that there should be tons of them going on? No, but I'm not saying I should make them illegal, but I would probably want anybody before they get said operation to have a few certain things explained to them that may make them feel bad or sad about what they're about to do, because that's the reality of the situation. And that, I think, isn't too much to ask. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, the Stevie Nicks. I mean, what a bitch to come out and be like, if I'd never had my abortion, then Fleetwood Mac would have never happened. It's like, well, yeah, but how do you know that that kid that you aborted wasn't going to be the next genius guitar player? You know, well, that's all hypothetical. Everything's hypothetical on both sides. So yeah. I mean, if you're going to play the one, you may as well get to play the other side. I, 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 I can't support emotional manipulation as a policy, but 
facts. I do not, support not emotional making information available. Right. Facts. I mean, not, again, one, this is what you're doing. Two, these are the risks. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying like you should have to go through a whole 20 minute thing of, you know, your little baby could yeah. be the next uh, I, Jesus. I mean, you don't. I, I, I it, it would be cruel and I cannot support the idea of like, OK, you have to watch this propaganda tear jerking video before you're I, I, that's horrible, too. You have to listen that's to 24 torture. episodes of grumpy old Ben's. Yeah, <laughs> you, no! have to listen, you have to listen to these two guys lecture you about having kids when neither of them have ever done it. Exactly. I mean, but that's not again. You see all of the people that are claiming to be experts in all sorts of ways of life. You don't have to have experience to be an expert. Well, uh, not on Grumpy Old Ben's. What you or in the real world, what you need to do on Grumpy Old Ben's is is have an open mind and uh, contribute to the show. Uh, What's the term Adam likes to use? Time, talent or treasure? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You can you can support with many things and all of those are included. Uh, also in the woke category, this just today, San Francisco schools mulling changes to its racist school names, including uh, pulling Washington and Lincoln off. Uh, like San Francisco? Yeah. Uh, the mayor, who is black, uh, what, that's a weird name. I forget. What's it? Uh, his, his black name. is not that weird name. Lots of people are no, that's black. He is black. Uh, London Breed, right? That's his name. Or is it a woman? It's a weird name overall because uh-huh. I don't even know. Uh, I know, some of these mayors who can tell yeah, that you're right it's like the uh the woman from was it pennsylvania and chicago Al- well there's a little oh, yeah a lot of people say that uh the mayor of chicago kind of looks like a troll and i can't uh beetlejuice i can't yeah i can't uh, disagree with that i mean it's mean but i still can't disagree with it they want to change 44 schools the san francisco unified school district and the mayor who uh came out and like this is just offensive that uh, London Breed is the mayor. Okay, that's correct. And uh, said it was offensive because kids aren't even in school at this point. And that's what's driving the inequity in their city, not the name on the school. So I will applaud London Breed, who I believe is a fairly liberal person for standing up to the to the school system and saying, you know, this is what you're worried about right now. The kids haven't been to California is still like completely I'm- shut down. I'm just going to reiterate my conclusion about this from many previous shows, and that's fuck California. That is a good way to pretty much look at all of it, because uh, I mean, it pretty much summarizes all of the problems. And London Breed is a female. See, okay, I've never seen her before. London Nicole Breed. So, I, see, I wouldn't have pegged London as as a female name. You know what? Actually, I wouldn't have pegged London as a first name, regardless. So it's confusing. What the hell do I know? Yeah, I mean, why would you dare? Why would you dare? Uh, Try to think you know what London breed is all about. Do you do the work? Um, because I'm, I'm of course bigoted and sexist. And well, you're white. Know. White. Just say you're white. You don't have to say all the rest. Just say I'm a white guy, and the rest just falls into place. I, 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 I can neither confirm nor deny that. You shouldn't. You should not either confirm or deny, and just move on. And uh, this again are the people that are in control of your kids' education. This is what they're worried about. I mean. Th- they want to pull Abraham Lincoln's name off. I mean, are we, we've gotten this far now. Well, you know, he never did any favors for the slaves. No, not at all. That's he, a, he, he was. He was terrible to black people. Yeah. I mean, really gave, gave them all that freedom and look what they did with it. I know, That could be the problem. And uh, that was maybe the most intriguing subset of the conversation between Mo Fax 
and uh, Hotep Jesus was uh, Hotep Jesus is like, well, you know, giving, you know, if you do have reparations, he's like, you know, they're just going to go spend it on uh, Gucci and, uh, and Nikes. And I was like, I didn't know those were like huge in the black community. I'm like, my family must have been black because they love Gucci and Nike, you know, but I, uh, I, I'm clearly insufficiently black because none of that appeals to me. See, there you go. But uh, I wear I wear New Balance. You know, uh, I, I, I wear Reebok now. I used to wear Nikes, but they haven't fit well in a while. And it's hard to find. I mean, it's size 15. And if they don't fit just right, uh, uh, the, the Reeboks seem to fit the best for me. So if anybody has some great size 15 Reebok deals, let me know. Uh, Abraham Lincoln High School is on the list in California because Lincoln in 1862 ordered the execution of 38 Native Americans who participated in an uprising in the Minnesota and Dakota territories. That's and ne- never mind that he also kind of was one of the people involved in the the wholesale slaughter of soldiers on the other side. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's nobody there's is also innocent. the Civil War. Yeah. There was Which, a war. By the way, this this alleged incident happened during the Civil War when I think that that bringing what he would have called justice to a few Native Americans was probably the least of horrible things he did that year. Probably, you know, but this is the insanity of where we're going now, which it's, it's interesting because there was an article on uh, Glenn Beck's site about how Joe Biden's father's family is tracked back to slave owners. We know Kamala Harris's family tracked back to slave owners. We're we're tearing down statues of so, all these people. How are these two on the the lead of the ticket? I you know if if I argue that I shouldn't be, you know, the sins of the father. Um, I, right. I, I I don't care who your parents were. People cannot be held responsible for the crimes or or the accolades of their ancestors. I I. I completely disagree with reparations because um i've never owned slaves and no black people alive in america today have ever been slaves and so i, I yeah okay uh, maybe people white people a really long time ago might owe black people a really long time ago some money but they can all duke it out in in heaven or hell or wherever they are now because they're not here and punishing people today for the sins of their parents is wrong in pretty much every ethical system that has been developed and tested by man. Right. Because here's the problem with, with Mo facts concept of no tax for anybody that's ADOS. Well, who's paying their way then? Because somebody is now, I believe that my, you know, both my parents' families came here. I believe after you know the uh, the time of slavery so with that said well my family shouldn't have to pay for any of that because we weren't involved it's like if you're going to say only the people that are ados are getting this well then only the people that are direct descendants of people that own slaves should be the ones paying right that would be the only equitable thing you can't have people who never had a slave owner in their family why would they have to pay a dime well what do you mean by family you go back seven generations you actually have two to the seven over a hundred families and what unless, do you do unless you got some incest? What do you do when you realize most most families are probably going to have both a slave and a slave owner in their lineage? You just it just balances each other out, doesn't it? Well, that that's where you have to use some of the racist math and <laughs> and start you know dividing people up by wait okay, literally you are 
You want to like stop chopping people up? What I'm, are you I'm either about? being sarcastic or just trying to bring up unworkable things because it it doesn't make sense. Because trying to apply uh, any kind of of logical analysis to wokeism is doomed to run into failures because the entire idea is is not workable. Yeah. And I may have just brought that subject back up again to show how stupid having chapters in a podcast would be CSP. Things go in, <laughs> they go out. I knew there had to be a reason. You know, it's we, this is what we do with regularity. You see, things are re, re mentioned. So if you think you can have a nice little neat chapter, then all the part of the conversation will be between two little points. This isn't the podcast for you. Now, script. I thought shows, you only did it to give me another opportunity to go to the bathroom. No, no. I see. That's I've got a new a concept now. Every now and then, if I feel like you're giving me a softball, like, hey, what do you think about that? I know to answer for like 10 seconds and then go. But what do you think? <laughs> and you're like, oh, yes. oh I, we really we need to get you the wireless headset. So that way, you know, even, one day, even one if, day, we, you might actually get past this and realize that in order to have a a professional podcast we need to abandon all of these childish things wait we're supposed to be professional i thought people liked the fact that this was real this was grassroots that we are coming to you live from do you think people like the fact that you take up showtime trying to ridicule me for drinking coffee in the morning and then leave it in the show okay everybody in the troll room vote either funny or not funny to catching ryan when he's not at the microphone go We'll see what the we'll see what the trolls say. But we do have a troll to thank today. One expert. And that is the man who spells his name with no capital letters. Cold acid of the Rare Encounters podcast, which you can find at rareencounter.net. And we thank you, Cold Acid. You are an expert of the greatest magnitude. I don't know. He's he's putting a lot to lie that expert thing. He's by what he's seeing in the troll room right now. Are you the only one in the troll room that voted not funny? <laughs> Somebody had to. Right. Somebody had to stand up for the little. Wait, no. Are you the little guy? I don't know if you want uh, that. Compared moniker. to you, that's, everybody's the little guy. Oh, that's true. Except, I mean, uh, Sir Chris that said we were neither as clever or charming as we thought we were. I saw a picture of him in DC Girl, who everybody knows from being on our election show, who's probably going to be on one. Uh, uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks after all of this fun goes down, I believe she sent me some materials, which the most interesting stuff was about what's going on with poll watchers and all all that kind of stuff. But there was a picture of DC girl and Sir Chris. And I had to ask her because I ran into her in Jitsi. I'm like, is Sir Chris that big? Are you like three feet tall? And she's like both. <laughs> so I was like, OK, because it was it was like, like, really? I mean, that's it was really big, really little. But uh, both. People, I think, that enjoy the show. Chris has come around, and he, I think he feels bad about that line, but I don't know why he does, because I think that's still well, the best did. line ever. Yeah, I, and I I also don't think it was untrue. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was early on, and we have gotten a little bit better, and I mean, we can. We are, we are almost as clever and charming as we think we are now. Yes, we're getting closer, and I, you know, I think that as a podcaster, you have to think you're charming or clever. Otherwise, I mean, your show then sounds like cold acids, you know, I mean, then it really just falls flat and uh, it doesn't work. Oh, oh, he donates um, <laughs> right, right. and you're just trashing our experts anyway. Way to go. Rare you know what? Cold encounter. acid. I like your show. Rare except encounter. When you talk net. about anime. Right. Except when you talk. So wait, isn't that all they talk about? Yeah. 
but I, I like all the parts of the show they're not talking about. Rareencounter.net. So you, or I get it. I mean, uh, he sounds just like Bill Gates, though. So if anybody, if you're doing like an ad or something, if you need audio of somebody that sounds like Bill Gates, he's the guy you want to talk to. He can get you a voiceover that you if you if you're looking to kind of like do a commercial that kind of sounds like it's Bill Gates supporting your product. He might be the guy you want to talk to because he sounds like Bill Gates. He might just have to add a little bit more of the ums and the ahs and all that. But we appreciate cold acid for being an expert. I, I can I can give tips if you need. <laughs> he says now all uh, of his donations are going to go directly to you. I'm OK with that. I'm, I'm, I didn't think you wouldn't be. But uh, if you want to be an expert, you can do so quite That's a risk. I'm willing to take quite oh, easily. Yeah. Grumpy Click the donate button if you want to do the PayPal thing. Use the QR code if you want to do the Bitcoin thing. Use the P.O. Box address if you want to go OTG and use an old-fashioned check. Our buddy Progo's doing that on a monthly basis, and we appreciate that. And also, if uh, you have any other things you'd like to send in to us, any other tips, any other bits of audio, any of that kind of stuff, you can reach out to us in a variety of ways. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at GrumpyOldBenz.com. Or Ryan R Y A N at grumpyoldbenz.com, Grumpy Old Benz on Twitter. And of course, you can get a link on grumpyoldbenz.com to No Agenda Social, where you can find at Sir Bemrose and at Darren O'Neill and hit us up over there with any kind of, of your time, your treasure, whatever you got. We dig it. We appreciate everybody that comes along for these live shows when we do them. And we are, you know, getting a little bit of a crowd now. We can go over to Doug. And we can ask him how many people are in the troll room right now. Well, not in the troll room, listening to the stream. Six, six. It was like 78 before. So, I mean, they got tired of waiting for you to go to the bathroom, I guess. Well, uh, Fridays are always better anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, Monday is like the, the second Thursday. It is. And Monday, I mean, it's like Monday is just kind of like what's left over from Friday. I mean, maybe we're doing too many shows. Maybe we bloviate too much. But hey, we're having fun. Maybe maybe we're always hung over. Well, you're always hung over. Probably more so on Monday. Is that why your performance is better on Friday? I'm I, I, I thank you for suggesting my performance is ever better <laughs> it's ever decent. Well, I never said it was good. I just said better. And that's a relative thing. I mean, it's like, you know, better than crappy is still better. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. What You got anything else? Um, no, no, nothing you want to hear. <laughs> that's again, not setting a bar very high, <laughs> but with I, I, I'm trying to help. Yeah. With that said, we'll be back if all goes as planned on Friday to do it all over again. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where the mayor may look like Beetlejuice, but I don't want to say her name three times and find out. And from America's left coast, where my Bill Gates impression could still use some work. I'm Ryan Bembrose. Cold acid can help you with that. Thank you.